0: Welcome to One Penny at a Time. I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Welcome to episode number 10 of the podcast. Now, before I go over today's topic, I have a couple of facts and a couple of other pieces of information I wanted to share with you guys. Um, I was always um, learning, watching YouTube videos, reading, studying on ways that I can improve the podcast or you know make it better. Because obviously the goal of this is that every every time I make an episode or every time I have an opportunity to do something, you always want to improve it and make it better. Um, While I was doing some research, I did find an article that stated that 75% of podcasts do not make it past episode seven. So thank you everybody for making it to episode 10 with me and we're not part of that statistic. So I appreciate that support with everything. Now before we kind of continue there, um, actually today, today, Sunday, the 23rd, I did a live stream on YouTube with Dapper Dividends Russ. Uh, He was our guest on our, our podcast last week. Um, it's about an hour long. Um, Ryan Williams also jumped on here. We chat some stocks and had a pretty good time. If you want to watch the recap, the links in the description below. And also for this episode, I had two sources of inspiration of why we want to talk about real estate in this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a farmer's market to support um, some friends. They started this local business and I wanted to make sure, I, you know, you support your friends and their endeavors and, you know, always support your local business. And they're asking me some basic things about like stocks because they don't know a lot of information on it. And they had no idea that you can invest in real estate and into the stock market. So that was like, you know what, that would make a good episode. But then also another source of uh, inspiration, I kind of want to shout out a new listener on the show. Harold from Wyoming actually was the first individual who's ever wrote to the email, the one penny at a one penny at a time podcast at gmail.com. And he was telling me a little bit about his journey about mid to late forties and really likes uh, real estate. And that's actually a big thing that he invests in just to get the passive income into his portfolio. So I want to give a shout out there for Harold and from the state of Wyoming. I appreciate you listening and thank you again for your support and for writing in, if you do want to write in and chat with me or have any questions, the email is in the description below. We'll love to hear from you guys. So let's go ahead and talk about real estate. And as the episode description says, I love investing in real estate in the stock market because you get to have the exposure and the benefits without being a landlord, without having to get the 3 a.m. phone call from your tenant that the toilet's overflowing or that this broke or why or this or that, hey, my tenant's three months behind. Now I have to deal with all these costs. I think this is a great way for you to get a different exposure to your investment portfolio And we're going to go ahead and go over a couple of things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and discuss the two that I have in my portfolio. I'm going to just give a brief description about them. And then as well, it's going to give some other pieces of snippets. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to go over some pros and cons and see if this is something that might fit for your, you know, your portfolio. As always, as I say, not financial advice. I'm just documenting mine, my journey with my portfolio and just kind of giving some pieces of information for then you guys to then follow up on the research. So let's go ahead and talk about this REIT as the abbreviation. It's the letter R E I T stands for real estate investment trust. Now this is a different kind of stock. So what's a requirement for a REIT is they're required to pay 90% or more of their profits to their shareholders. So they get this special tax, like a tax benefit from the government essentially by being labeled as that, as they have to pass on most of it to us. So I currently have two in my portfolio. I have Stag Industrial ticker symbol STAG and what's famously known as the monthly paying dividend stock Realty Income ticker symbol O. So let's go ahead and talk about my portfolio first. So I'm going to start off with O. Um Realty Income's been around since 1994. They have 11,000 properties spread across the US, the UK and in Spain. Now things that I like about O is they run a net lease and you must be asking, I didn't go to real estate school. What is a net lease? Perfect. A net lease is when the tenant. So in this case, the people renting the piece of property are they pay for all the taxes, all the f- insurance fees and all the maintenance costs on the property. So with these types of stocks or these type of businesses, all they do is collect the monthly rent or the agreement that they have. All the other costs is passed on to the renter. That's a pretty good deal. I wish we, and we, we, we had our own properties. We can do that with like homes and stuff, but it doesn't really work that way. So that's a really good thing. So it's minimizing a lot of costs and risk potentially. So that's something that I like with triple net with the triple net leases. Also some other facts here. Um, realty income as of quarter two of this last year, they have a 98% occupancy rate for all of their properties. And if you're curious what the lowest was, the lowest that it's ever gone was back in 2011 at a 96.7. So they've done a pretty good job to make sure that they're keeping their properties, you know, rented out and busy as one, you want to make sure you collect the income from that, but two, protecting your asset and making sure that the piece of property is growing with time because if you do want to sell it, then you're obviously going to make profit off of that. So that's really important with this. So I'm going to break down here. What are the sectors that realty income invest in? What comes up on top of theirs is grocery stores. So that's really the that's around a 10 and a half percent. After that, they go for convenience stores, which is at about a 9.2% dollar stores after that at a 7.4. After that, it's restaurants. And then specifically it's like fast food restaurants at a 6.4%. And the last is drugstores at a 6.3%. So that's like the top five position of how they like do their portfolios. And you must be asking what kind of companies do they work with? And that's a good question here. Examples of some of the businesses, and it's not all of them, just some Walgreens, Dollar General, Seven Eleven, Walmart, Kroger, Tracker Supply Company, Home Depot, the Dollar Tree, FedEx, CVS, LA fitness. It's a really fun fact. Um, do you know that Walmart and Kroger controlled 32% of the U S supermarkets? That was something I learned from doing this episode. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of percentage in there for Walmart and Kroger across the whole country. Now, one thing that I like about these type of businesses, like, obviously I know with retail, A lot of it is going online, which we'll talk about with stag, but these are stores that you need, like you need your drugstores, you need Walmart, you need your Kroger, you need your Home Depots. And these are staples that I don't see going away anytime soon, as far as what they have, as far as those type of, you know, tenants, and they're going to keep having these tenants continue their business and working for that. So that's something that I like with that, especially with O. So, those are some of the things about O that I'm really talking about and that I'm really into. Another big factor why people like to invest in real estate and these REITs is, for example, O does pay a monthly dividend. And right now it pays 24 cents. At the current stock price, it's at a yield at about 5.16%, give or take. So, think about it this way for every share you have, realty income is just a little bit over $56 a share you get paid a dividend every single month and then you can use that to reinvest it back into the real estate, or you want to put into another stock that you have more opportunities to. That is a good way to generate some income and growing your portfolio. So that's something that I like to do with as far as real estate and then the purpose I have for it, as well as the diversification. So we talked about here, you know, we talked about a lot of this brick and mortar stuff and all this retail stuff and the supermarkets that I like about it. My second holding is called stag. That's ticker symbol S-T-A-G. And Stag, they invest in more on the commercial side of things. So let me explain. The They're building up these warehouses that focus a lot on e-commerce. And to give you an example, Amazon is their top customer or their top tenant that they have as well. They have FedEx and they have XPO. So that is for like freights and transportation, just to give you a note, just so you know what that is. Now, stag stag, the kind of the joke I always say with it is that the dividend has been kind of stag Um, it pays 12 cents every month per share right now, stags about 27 to $28 a share. So it is at a pretty lower price. Um, last year stag was almost at 47 or $48 a share. So with obviously, you know, with all the interest rates going up and that affects real estate and how they can do loans it does affect a lot of how these perform but let's talk about why i'm really into stag so stag they own about 550 buildings and this is only in the us um they are very focused on green so a lot of the buildings that they're building is energy consuming and they're going to that direction which is always very important with you know the direction that the world is heading towards also with stag and this is my big thing, and I kind of treat it more as a growth stock more than like a dividend stock. It's e-commerce. And my honest opinion is nowhere near its full potential. And I'm going to give you some numbers for that. So that way you can kind of make your own assumption. Um, the end of 2020 and the e-commerce sector did about $10.36 trillion. The projected amount that this is supposed to do by the end of 2027 is 27.15 trillion dollars not million not billion trillion dollars the growth about that that is an insane amount of growth over a 7 year period where i do agree with that i think that with e-commerce it, there's so much room for that to grow and let's just use a good example here with amazon amazon announces an october um, this past october they randomly announced let's have a prime day What's the first thing that happened once that announced Walmart announced a random online sale target announced another random sale. Best buy went ahead and announced a random sale and they're trying to capitalize on this momentum that say like Amazon's doing. And there's just so much ways where people see something online and it's like, Ooh, this is really cheap. I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. I feel like there's more of an impulse to buy When you in a store, you're walking around, you look at things and you have more time to think. And I think for the growth of e-commerce, it's only going to get bigger. People are leaving less from their homes. I was reading also an article that TikTok is actually considering opening up warehouses in the US to distribute their merchandise and getting into that. So TikTok has been really changing the game as far as on the social media goes. And I see people who They'll watch their like some influencers on Instagram stories, talk about either something they made or they're promoting a product, and people buy them on impulse. And I just feel like with e-commerce, there's a lot of opportunity for that. Now, a twelve cent dividend a month for every share right now, averaging around twenty-seven to twenty-eight dollars, I is mean it's not a bad deal. It's right about a right about at a five percent yield, if I'm not mistaken. And if as that grows and let's say Stag starts buying more property and start expanding out and they get more income, maybe they grow the dividend later on and I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes, you know, obviously you want a company that grows dividend every year. Don't we all, we all want to raise every year, but if you see the future and you have that idea of, I'm going to be a little bit more speculative with this, give it some time. You know 20 2027 it's five years away not even five years away i'd be okay holding this for a while and seeing how this grows and goes out why not you know i got all the time in the world to see how the market goes the market's not going to go anywhere anytime soon so those are the two holdings i have in my portfolio i'm just going to give you a quick shout out to some other um real estate thing, uh, real estate uh holdings that you can have i don't invest in these these are pretty popular Um, Medical Properties Trust is one that has taken a really big beating, but I know a lot of people in the dividend community are into that. Simon Property Group is just another example. For those who don't know, you've probably been to one of their properties before. Simon has higher-end luxury malls and like shopping centers that they really do. As well, Vici. Vici is focused on casinos and hotels. As well, when you have something like public storage, yep, you know, you read it right. Like the, all the public storage, where you can put all your valuables in quotation marks or the junk you just don't want to get rid of. You can invest in that too. If you're not comfortable doing real estate on its own, you can do an index fund or an ETF and that ticker symbol is S C H H. So that is actually done by Charles Schwab. And for those I've talked about this before um, Charles Schwab does S C H D, which is the backbone and number one holding in my portfolio has a very low expense ratio, about 0.07%. Now it is down about 25% of the year, keep that in mind. But if you want to be able to get some type of real estate exposure and just have it all under one, might be a good option. The last time I checked on this, it's about like $18 a share. And, for, and their top 10 is spread out with like 43% of the holdings. So you can get you know, exposure to realty income to Simon Property to Vici to Well Tower to SBA com, com. You can get it to public storage, Crown Castle, American Tower, Prologis. Like you can really spread this out, and that way you get the benefit of getting able to, you know, get some real estate into there. Now, before I go over the pros and cons as far as real estate, I'm gonna give you another fun fact. I'm always fun of I'm always full of fun facts. Um, if you guess that McDonald's is the number one real estate company in the world, you would be correct. And you must be asking, how is a hamburger company with Ronald McDonald and Grimace and Birdo, whatever the bird's name is, is the number one McDonald's. Their business motto is they buy property. They lease them at a very high rate. They get the franchising fee and then they collect the gross profits off of these stores. Only 15% of McDonald's um, restaurants are corporate owned. The rest is all by franchise. And that's about 34 to 36,000 properties. So think about that. McDonald's is the number one real estate company in the world. Think about that when you get a Big Mac next time. So let's go ahead and talk about some pros and cons. Now, these are really important because this is not your regular stock. So I'm going to talk about the pros first. Higher yields. Kind of how we talked about with stag and realty income, you're starting off at about a 5% yield with the current market and you're getting dividends every month. You get some diversification on your portfolio. Real estate's always something good to consider. Now, not everybody has the budget to go put 20% down on this or take out another loan to do this. Or maybe some people just don't want to deal with the hassle of being a landlord and getting phone calls and having to go resolve problems and fix things. That's a good way to get some of that benefit, but without a lot of the work. Also on average, you know, a longer period of time, you get some good returns with the dividends reinvested back in. Now, there are some cons that you do need to consider whenever you do think about adding this to your portfolio. It's very sensitive to the interest rates and kind of about the big theme about this year, um, the Fed has kept increasing interest rates every time they have a meeting, it seems like at this point, higher interest rates means that loans cost more money, which means that there's less money for uh, the company to be made, but as well, it might be harder for them to get loans or other people who want to get into this. And that's something you need to consider. And that has affected the stock price this year for that taxes taxes is one of the biggest things that people don't understand when it comes to this type of investment. So, It The dividend, it's not a regular dividend where it is taxed at a long capital rate. This is taxed per your income bracket, depending on what that is. So that is something you really need to consider if you're adding this into your taxable account. A way to offset that is if you have a Roth IRA, and we talked about this on the podcast before, where you can put in money that's already been taxed into there and let all the dividends and all the all the growth from the stock grow and sell tax-free. That's your way to offset that. But if you're putting in your regular brokerage, you do need to consider about the tax implications. Um, For that, talk to your tax professional as far as what bracket you fall in and see if that makes any sense for you doing it that way. Now, potential high fees and risk. And I'm going to explain that here. So it's in it's not something that's publicly talked about and it's in, you got to look in all these documents here and find that little smidget on that, that size two font on this 50,000 page of contracts here. So high, high fees and risk. And I'm going to explain that here, which means that they, with these companies, they put a lot of these fees hidden that they're not openly really talking about, unless you really know how to read, you know, the income statements and all these reports that they do, which equals to potential lower payouts for your shareholder. And then the fees as well, it affects the price on the stock. So that is something you do need to consider and think about. I said it's hidden in the fine print. I'm not going to be trying to find that right now in a fine print. So just keep that in mind. And another big, important thing, and it's the same concept when you're buying a home, the geography, what's around this area. Is it booming? Is it developing? Is it going downhill? Whatever in these real estate, you know, in these these stocks that you're trying to do, you do need to consider all of those factors. Also, there's always a lot of changing tax laws in real estate. You have to consider as well. Property values is the person that you're investing money into. Are they taking good care of their properties? Are they doing the best to make sure that they're keeping up with like the technology and making sure that the, that the property is growing along with the times that's going to be able to help get the the value higher if they ever want to sell it. You never want to be able to say, okay, I bought this piece of real estate here for 200000 10 years later. I'm going to sell it for 200000 not it It's not beneficial. So that's something that you need to consider with this. Overall, though, I think having real estate of any kind, whether it's physical or in a stock market, it's a good thing to have to diversify and might be something you want to keep in consideration here. Of course, you do your own research. You figure out this works for you. Um, as far as for me goes, I'm happy just holding, holding a realty income and stag for the time being. Will I add something else in the future? I don't know. We'll see. But for now, I think just having two it fits my mold and, you know, if something you want to add more, you can do that during your own time. Like I mentioned earlier from Harold, Harold has had mentioned he had, a I think a couple of them, at least like, at least five, I think he remember he lists like five or six of them that he's interested in, or he's investing into you know, it works better for him. And that's the beauty of this. You can do whatever you want with investing now, future episodes here. I, I've been able to line up a couple of really cool guests that we're going to have for our, our November. am going to keep those in the DL until we get to that here, but that's going to be a fun time. As always guys, I always thank you so much for taking the time to spend a portion of your day with me. Whenever that is, you do listen and of course, if you do like the information I do provide you, make sure to subscribe to your podcast provider and give a rating if you do like the information I'm giving you as always. doesn't matter if you're paying off debt, saving for the future, investing in yourself. You're going to reach your goal one penny at a time. Have a great evening.